please tell me that this is like a PG-13, like, <laughs> and then we lost because you were telling me all the names. And I was like, did we lose Trent? Did we, did we lose someone? And that's yeah. why we're being so specific. And okay, everyone's so, alive. Everyone's alive. <laughs> Welcome to ADSP, the podcast, episode 39, recorded on July 28th, 2021. My name is Connor, and today with my co-host Bryce, we interview Sean Parent, and he tells us the story of how Apple Sudom and Steve Jobs stepped in to save the day. Have we ever had Sean tell the story about the time that Photoshop crashed during Chinese New Year and created like an international incident? And Sean got <laughs> all from a U.S. senator or something. Have we had that story here? So yeah, the uh, yeah you're referring to what's known as the Bassomatic story, which uh, uh, I'm going to put that one on the shelf because that that one, you know, it gets that's that's a story for uh, uh, drinks over the bar. Um, there's still some people who are very sensitive to that story, okay, fair, so that one tends to not not go public. Um, <laughs> and if and if, if Sean says it's too sensitive to be repeated, then you can take it. That. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. So so we'll leave leave that one hanging out there for your listeners. Um, uh, yeah. So kind of you know in, in in conversations and on Twitter, two stories came up. So I'll let I'll let you guys flip the coin and choose. Uh, uh, one was the one that 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 Tony mentioned, uh, uh, which he was kind of mentioning the the punchline, which uh, he said you know wasn't there. Uh, 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 I forget how he phrased it, but 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 what, what wasn't there an individual after the whole cyan proposal, which was the the story we told before, who who said that he had been been asked at, at, at Apple to to uh, uh, figure out why that couldn't work, and he saw my name at the top of the paper and said, "said Oh no, it, it'll work." So, so that's the punchline of the story. But there's a good good story for how we get there. Uh, uh, the other story is how uh, I, at one point Apple sued me, and it was uh, Steve Jobs who actually saved me. So. <laughs> I think we so gotta flip, hear. The, the I think coin. we gotta hear how Steve Jobs saved Sean. And don't worry, <laughs> listeners. We will. We're gonna. We're we're not going anywhere. I mean, at least. Yeah. Uh, Story <laughs> time with Sean is a recurring segment. <laughs> at one point, I think I I told Sean that he should have his own podcast, and he said, "I know. I don't have time for that. I don't have the bandwidth." Uh, he said, "However." If, if you had a podcast and you just wanted to be a recurring guest, I'd be more than happy to do that. <laughs> and I said, okay, done. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So story time here. Um, uh, so this goes way back and it's a little kind of outside of tech, but, you know, tie, ties into tech. Uh, I was in college. So the year is 1984. Um, I had to look this up, and I, I believe it was 84, and kind of spans into 85 for the length of the story here. And I was working at a computer reseller called Microcomputer Systems. They were in Bellevue Square, for anybody who knows the Seattle area. So it's a mall, and you know, selling computers at a, at a mall. And they, they were an, an Apple dealer before Apple had their, their own stores. And the Macintosh was newly out, and Apple ran a sales promotion for the the, the Macintosh 
that was called I'd Rather Be Driving a uh, Macintosh. And in fact, I still have a bumper sticker. You can probably find images of these bumper stickers online. So I've got a bumper sticker with the, with the rainbow Apple logo that says, I'd rather be driving a Macintosh. And uh, the, the basic idea of the promotion is it was trying to get people in to test drive a Macintosh at an Apple dealer. And so you could schedule a time to come into an Apple dealer and they would kind of walk you through a canned demo and try to convince you to 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 uh, uh, buy, buy a Mac. And part of the test drive is you could even take a Mac home for like a week and try it out and then, then bring it back um, as kind of a test drive. So part of the sales promotion uh, uh, was a spiff for, for the Apple salespeople, where for every 10 Macintoshes you sold, you got entered into a drawing to win a Porsche 944 for a year. It would be a one-year lease on this car. Wow, that's pretty cool. Pretty cool. And uh, there was just, you know, across all the Apple dealers, you know, across the whole country, there was one Porsche 944 that was going to be given out as a, in this drawing. And at our store, we pooled all of our Mac sales under our manager's name. <laughs> uh, uh, our manager was Ron. Um, uh, to maximize our number of chances to win this car. And, uh, and Ron won. What? Yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, 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 we agreed, and Ron agreed that what we would do is once we, you know, had the car with the year lease, is we would just divvy up the car across the salespeople. There were four of us, including Ron, based off off uh, how many Macs we'd actually sold. So we would, you know, take the year, divide it up by the number of Macs we sold, and you would get that percentage of time uh, uh, driving the car during the year. And we thought that was fair. And so so Ron flew down to Cupertino and uh, met with Steve Jobs and got the car, got to drive the car back up from Cupertino back up to, uh, to Washington. And uh, we divvied up the car, you know, who, who got to use it between the, the, the people on the team and and uh, I was taking the last section, and I think initially I had like two months for the car. Um, uh, uh, but I ended up getting more time because uh, uh, as people got expensive tickets driving this car, they like handed it off to the next person. They were like, okay, that just cost me a bunch of money and my insurance rates are up. <laughs> you take it. And, uh, and and during that time, we also kind of traded off a bit where it was like, oh, well, I don't need the car for this week and I've got something to do this week. So could I could I use the Porsche? We're all college kids for the most part, except for Ron. Uh, so I was the only person at this point who who didn't have a ticket in the car and I had three months to to use the car. And I was down to the last two weeks on the lease and uh, uh, was living in in downtown Seattle. And uh, uh, my 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 now wife uh, uh, Trisha, she was visiting her family down in Southern California, and I got invited to a party. So I called up a couple of friends of mine, uh, Joe and Pat, um, uh, and a cousin of mine, Trent, uh, 
uh, and said, hey, I got invited to this party. Do you guys want to go? Like, that would be great. I'm like, I've got the Porsche. We'll drive to this party and have a good time. So at the, at the very last minute, Pat called and said, I can't go to the party. And he bails. And so it was just myself and, and Joe and Trent. And we're uh, driving the Porsche to this party. And there's a windy road out by Issaquah, Washington called uh, Tiger Mountain, uh, which is like a you know, roller coaster. It's uh, you know, up and down and banked curves and kind of notorious for being a, a fun drive. And so, so I kind of unleashed the car going up the hill, and I was like, ah, oh, that was fun. Let's do it again. So I turn around and start down the hill. And coming over a knoll around a bend, the car goes loose and uh, uh, starts to slide. And the roadway here, it's, you know, it's a fairly steep kind of mountainous area. There's no guardrail. And if I went off on the outside of the, of the curve, it was, you know, off a hill into big trees. And, and so all I can remember thinking is like, keep the car to the inside of the curve. Like no matter what happens, keep the car to the inside of the curve. And, and my memory was, was hitting the gravel, knowing that I was on the inside of the curve, the car just hitting the gravel, coming to a stop, and me thinking, oh, phew, we're, we're all fine, everything's okay. But my next memory is a firefighter yelling at me uh, uh, from outside the car to stay awake uh, while they're prying the, the door off the car to get me out. What? Yeah. So, so uh, I don't remember the impact, but we swapped ends and went backwards into a telephone pole at an estimated speed of about 70 miles an hour. And, what the? <laughs> <laughs> yep. So uh, the telephone pole ripped through the rear axle of the car. I have, I have pictures of the of the or negatives, at least I found them recently, of the car. So the telephone pole ripped through the rear axle. Uh, it had a, the car had a sunroof. The sunroof came off, and and it was uh, you know I was driving. My cousin Trent was sitting in the in the front uh, uh, wait, wait, passenger wait, seat. The telephone pole went to the rear. What? Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so yeah. You hit you hit the telephone pole. We straight dead on going backwards. Oh, going backwards. Okay. All right. We swapped ends and went backwards into the telephone pole. It went to the right, rear. So, and nobody died? And nobody died. Um, uh, As so, I'm thinking in the back of my head, I'm like, Sean, please tell me that this is like a PG-13, like, and then we lost, because you were telling me all the names, and I was like, did we lose Trent? Did, we, did yeah. we lose someone, and that's why we're being so specific? And so, Okay, everyone was alive. Everyone's alive, yeah. So so we'll walk through the injuries a little bit here. Uh, so the the sunroof popped and, 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 and went back. Um, uh, the roof crumpled. Uh, the back seat got squished into the front seat. So the, the back, Joe was sitting behind Trent. So he's on the, on the, on the right side of the, if you were you know, facing out the front windshield, he's on the right side of the car. Uh, and so his seat got pushed like 
smashed up against the seat in, in front of him. And he would have been crushed except the sunroof popped. So he ended up pinned between the two seats, standing out the top of the car. Um, and his only injury uh, was a gash from kind of just before, just below his shoulder down to about his elbow, where his as he got squished up, the roof crumpled down, and so it left a sharp edge, and it just gouged down his arm. Uh, so that was his injury. Uh, 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 Trent had a concussion because of all things. There was a, a radar detector clipped on the visor that came off and clipped him in the forehead and gave him a good concussion from that. Um, uh, this was before air- airbags, so I rebounded and bounced off the, the steering wheel. So I had a good concussion, and I also uh, uh, chipped a bone in my in my shin. Um, I'm not sure what I hit it on, but something you know, kind of under the front of the car. And so, so yeah, so kind of my next memory after impact was coming to with the firefighters out. Uh, Trent had managed to get out of the car and, and then had managed to help Joe out of the car. So they were already out of the car. I was unconscious in the car and pinned. And um, uh, uh, somebody nearby heard the squealing tires and it called the police so the police had come and they had called the fire department and the fire department had come so i was unconscious for a while and uh, fire department pried me out so i have kind of these little flashes of memory from all of this right like i said i remember the car coming to a stop not impacting anything then i remember the uh, firefighters yelling at me uh, uh, then my next memory is is uh, being out of the car and asking Joe and Trent if they were okay. And then I have a memory sitting in the back of the police squad car with a police officer asking if I'm okay. Um, uh, And then I have a short memory of waking up in the hospital briefly. And then a memory of being at my parents' house. And I don't know like who called my parents, but my parents had lived in the area. And, uh, and so, so yeah, I was kind of in and out of it for a while. So accidents over, cars totaled, uh, uh, we're all okay. I, uh, 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 at my parents' house, I, I called Trisha and, and let her know that, oh, you know, the party we were going to, we never even made it there, crashed the Porsche, it's totaled. And, and she asks, you know, what happened to Trent and Joe, and I fill her in on those details, and she goes, and what about Pat? And the words out of my mouth were, oh, Pat didn't make it. (laughs) 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 And it took me a while, because my wife just like went into hysterics on the other end of the phone, just like sobbing, and she like, you know, couldn't, couldn't hear me. And it was like, well, I'm trying to say, no, 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 no. I meant, like, he canceled. He didn't go to the party. He wasn't in the car. <laughs> so, so yes, she she thought that that I had uh, uh, killed our friend Pat. Uh, uh, but luckily, that was not the case. Pat Pat had bailed. Uh, uh, I also think had Pat actually been in the car, I probably, you know, 
might not have totaled it because Pat uh, was a very experienced uh, uh, a race car driver, and he probably would have said, you're being an idiot here, so <laughs> let's cut it out. Um, uh, uh, so that all happens. Um, uh, there's, you know, medical bills and hospital bills and a total Porsche. And Apple's insurance company is a company called Industrial Indemnity. And I get a letter from Industrial Indemnity that says, hey, uh, we were just looking things up and you're not on the lease for this car. You had no business driving it. Uh, so we're suing you for the car, the hospital bills, the legal fees, all of this which as a college student, this is a pretty daunting thing. I think even as an adult, this would be a very daunting thing. Um, but uh, Ron, my boss at Microcomputer Systems, uh, wasn't uh, an idiot. And when he had gone to pick up the car, there had been a little ceremony with Steve Jobs handing him the keys to the car, and he gets to meet Steve Jobs. And he asked Steve, he said, hey, Steve, I would like to use this car as incentive for my salespeople at the store. Would that be okay? And Steve said, yeah, that would be okay. And Ron said, would you mind like writing that down? And so Steve wrote, Ron can use the car as a sales incentive tool, Steve Jobs on a cocktail napkin. <laughs> <laughs> sued and he's like oh no 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 you had permission to drive the car I wouldn't have let anybody drive the car without permission I've got Steve Jobs permission on this cocktail napkin and so I go into a, a meeting um, uh, with the insurance company uh, uh, and a bunch of lawyers and I hadn't even hired my own lawyer at this point uh, so it's like just me on the other side of this table and, uh, you know, they're explaining to me basically how much money I'm going to owe. And I said, well, you know, I actually did have permission to drive the car. And I slide this napkin across the table. <laughs> and, and they're like, you know, what's this? And I'm like, that's uh, Steve Jobs, CEO of Apple, who's gave me permission to, to drive this car. And they're like, yeah, no. Right. So, so I'm like, no, that's, that's what this is. And so there's a bunch of like back and forth and conversation. And eventually somebody says, okay, I'm going to go make some phone calls. And it took like an hour, but somebody actually got a hold of Steve Jobs and Steve Jobs was like, oh yeah, totally. Like I gave permission. <laughs> <laughs> and that was it. And so, uh, uh, thanks to Steve, I, I ended up not getting sued. I can't believe so. this story is like pre all of you're in college at this point. I thought for sure this was like, I'm a, in college at this you know, point. like, so this is, this is pre everything, like pre, pre Adobe, pre Google, pre Apple. You're a, as a college yeah. student, you got sued by Steve jobs or no, you got, you got sued by, by Apple. Apple and Steve jobs saved you. Uh, yep. That's, that's, that's yep. so you were you so were destined to, to to go and have uh you know one on or not one on ones but like that's yep. amazing yep and you know 
Sadly, I never got to tell this story to Steve Jobs. I have told the story to uh, to Steve Wozniak, so who got, who got a good laugh? What? Uh, um, uh, yeah. So so Steve Wozniak came and and uh, to uh, MacHack one year. We talked about MacHack last time. So he came as a keynote speaker and hung out with everybody at MacHack for for a long time. So so I had the chance there to tell him the story. So. So, but uh, yeah, never had a chance to to tell Steve the story. Let him know that yeah, I was the guy who totaled the Porsche. Um, wow. Uh, yeah, I uh, I got threatened to be sued one other time from Apple, and um, this was I worked at a little company, uh, micro or not microcomputer systems, Orange Micro. Uh, I, you know, graduated from college, and I was. I think we talked about this some before. I was doing a, a printer driver stuff, and and I was reverse engineering Apple's uh, printer drivers, and was uh, stuck on one. And I was communicating with Scott Boyd, who he was also Blue Meanie, and he was somebody who I met at MacHack, and so we're still good friends to this day. But this was he was at, in tech support at Apple at the time, and I was communicating with him. And uh, 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 asking him how some things worked on the one of the image writer drivers. I don't remember if it was the LQ or the original image writer, uh, but it, uh, you know, I said said to Scott, I said, you know, instead of just like telling me all this stuff, it would be super handy if you could just send me the sources. And he was like, oh sure. Uh, so he sent me the sources to one of the drivers, which he should not have done. And so he then. <laughs> kind of realized afterwards that that probably wasn't the best thing to do. So asked his manager, you know, is it okay that I sent this guy the sources? It was like, oh, absolutely not. <laughs> and so so I got this, you know, nasty gram from from Apple basically setting, threatening to sue me if I didn't destroy all, all copies of the sources immediately and, and, and wipe them out. And I guess Scott almost got fired through this. So we laugh about this from time to time that I almost got him fired too with my... Uh, but uh, uh, yeah, you know, I just complied with the letter, and, and it was not a not a big issue. Wow, I still can't get over I still can't get over the last. We also should put some like disclaimer about uh, if you ever win a Porsche, or even if you don't win a Porsche and you have a vehicle, uh, and you look up to Sean, please do not mimic <laughs> his behavior. Uh, you know, only look up to his uh, C++ coding abilities, not to his uh, uh, irresponsible driving. No, I, I, yeah. the lesson is, if you have a Porsche, don't let Sean drive the Porsche. Yeah, <laughs> yeah don't, or, or any high-performance vehicle, for that matter. Um, uh, yeah, and my, uh, uh, you know, the stories of my youth, my... Uh, my cousin Trent and I were notorious. We're kind of almost every time we got together, it ended up in a in an emergency room visit from like the time we were six on. So, so there are many stories of the two of us uh, uh, kind of egging the other one on until it ends up in an emergency room visit. <laughs> Sean Sean Parent, the you know the C plus plus luminary in his youth, just <laughs> breaking bones constantly, <laughs> concussing himself. Yeah, you know I was a. Uh, you know, kid in the in the in the seventies, and it was kind of free range, right? It was uh, we got up in the morning and on a weekend and left the house and went to play with our friends that lived in a rural area, and you know, jumped off train trestles into the river and swam in a lake and and 
the only rule was you had to be home when the streetlights came on. Where, where did which, you grow up? Uh, halfway between Renton and Issaquah in Washington State. So this is uh, I, I still I don't know how I'm I'm just like wow. How come I wasn't sued by some big company? <laughs> CEO? And like the reason I was being sued, I mean, ideally it's not because I totaled a Porsche, but like because I won a Porsche and uh, yeah, there's just so many amazing, just even the fact that you like, sure, you, you had the st- statistics in your favor by pulling them, but what are the odds that that actually works across the whole country? Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's uh, yeah, it was lots of good and bad luck in that story, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> random chance <laughs> oh. it's a good luck sandwich uh, some bad luck bad luck in the middle <laughs> right um, <laughs> yep thanks for listening we hope you enjoyed and have a great day